imagination role as you think about it and maybe even dig in it and, and plan it. Um, thank you so much for inviting us to contribute to the start of these conversations with God as we look at Psalms on Sunday. And uh, the Psalms are such a great place to be right now because being right in the middle of the Bible, plumb in the middle, they are, as Maria has just said, full of emotion. And God loves emotions. He loves us to be real <coughs> in our emotions. And as we all pray, we really felt the Lord wanted us to speak about this Psalm, 130. It's not a psalm of praise and thanksgiving and joyful jubilation. Um, it's not even a psalm of sort of historical remembrance. It's a psalm of lament or even depression <laughs> or despair. Um, in my churchy school a long time ago, we used to sing through the psalms. And to be honest, it was a little bit tedious. But I love this psalm. And I noticed that its Latin name was De Profundis. And um, you don't have to worry about the Latin, but it won't take you much to realize that Profundis is the depths that the psalmist is talking about as he starts, out of the depths, I cry to you, Lord. And um, the depths of despair and the depths of depression and the depths of hopelessness and the depths of even listlessness and just apathy almost that can hit you after you've run for a time and then you get tired. Those depths are what the psalmist talks about and is translated as the profound place in Latin. Profound means deep, but of course for us, when you say something is profound, that's quite a positive. And um, we believe that there is something profound that God wants to say to us, particularly if you feel like you're in the depths of depression or despair, or you know someone who is, that it's only when we're in that place that we can discover this very profound thing with the Lord. So Pin your ears back, open your hearts, and ask the Lord for something profound to be said to you. So have the psalm open in front of you, because the Lord's speaking through his word. You don't need us necessarily. We're just going to point you to some things. So what happens when people are in trouble or in difficulty or in depression? Basically, most of us, uh, for most of the time, cry out for help. And that's, of course, exactly how it starts. Out of depths, I cry to you, Lord. The question is always, who or what are we looking to help for? And the consistent answer throughout this psalm is that this person is crying out to the Lord himself. Um, so we identify immediately with the cry of help. Obviously, there are times in life where you become so depressed that actually you think you have to fight it all on your own. And if there's anybody here listening today like that, we want to encourage you to cry out, not to the Lord himself, and also to look to others for help, rather than you've got to face it all on your own. If you think you've got to face it all on your own, normally a problem becomes more difficult to overcome if you're looking to others for help. So people cry out for help. That's the first thing it says there. There's always, as well, a waiting and a longing for help to come. So sometimes you look in one place or another place, you look for help in one place and it doesn't come. You look to have for help in another place and it doesn't come. 
And there's a lovely image here as the watchman waits for the morning. So we're waiting for someone or something to show us the way to help us out of the difficulty that we're in. Um, these hot summer nights with reference like the people are enjoying this heat or not. I, I imagine some of you like me are a bit wet, restless at night and in a sense you're waiting for the, for the morning to come. Um, and it's like interminable at times. And that's the problem with real difficulty, real depression. Uh, in the deep place like that, you think, is it ever going to end? I wait, I wait, I wait, I wait. And at the same time, and this is a third common reaction, and it's absolutely right again, we hope that we'll find the ultimate solution. And so the psalm finishes with an, an understanding of, or a statement of full redemption. In verse 7, with him is full redemption. It's not just we're going to have our longings satisfied for a while, or we're going to be lifted out of depression temporally, but it's we're going to, we're looking forward to, we're wanting, and we know it's in the Lord that we can actually find relief and permanent relief from absolutely everything that has weighed us down. But the, the natural rea human reaction, looking for others, we're suggesting actually for the believer is turned towards God himself. We cry for help, we wait, and we look for, long for, hope for, full redemption. This is really a season of waiting, isn't it? Um, we're all waiting for the end of lockdown. We're maybe waiting and hoping for that vaccine that will be the solution to our coronavirus problem. Maybe you're just waiting for your holiday to arrive because you've been working at home and now you just need a break. Maybe you're waiting for a baby. Maybe you're waiting and longing for a job or Maybe it's waiting for healing, like we are, we're waiting for the healing of a dear friend of ours who's got a mystery illness that seems to be killing him and the doctors can't work out what's wrong with him. That waiting time can be really frustrating, but what the um, psalmist is saying here is this, it's not waiting, it's not the something that we're waiting for, it's the someone that we're waiting for that will bring us out of this and don't just wait for something wait for someone and the someone with a capital S is of course the Lord I wait for the Lord and that's the beginning of getting out of the frustration and the hopelessness of never-ending waiting Daniel was someone who was waiting for the salvation of his people who were in real trouble and in captivity and he started praying and waiting for the Lord and he waited and waited and didn't seem to be any answers I wonder if you've been in that place where there doesn't seem to be an answer to prayer you pray there doesn't seem to be an answer and three weeks later he gets a vision of an angel and the angel says to him as soon as you started praying, this is in Daniel 10, verse 12, as soon as you started praying, your prayer was heard in heaven. Take that as a promise for you too. As soon as you started praying, it was heard in heaven, and the Lord was busy on your behalf, but there was a battle in heaven, and I haven't been able to get to you until now. In other words, the Lord is busy, even though it might seem as if nothing is happening. 
The Lord is always at work, it tells us in John's Gospel. He's always at work on our behalf. And we just pray and wait for him. And he comes through in the end. So be encouraged to keep praying. The Lord hears our prayers. So the profound thing is not something, but someone. And the someone is the Lord himself. He is the ultimate helper we need and the only one who can ultimately help us and bring us full redemption. Within this little track here of this, of, of this, it's not a very long psalm, there are three key things about who God is that are reinforced so that we can know who, what he's really like, his true character. Um, and we're just going to close with listing those three things to remind each other of what our God is really like. The first thing it says about him um, in this context is verse 4, with you there is forgiveness. Uh, if you were to keep the record of our sins, it says, who would be able to stand? The truth is that most of the problems for humanity are as a consequence of sin in the world, whether it's our sin or the sin of others. And actually, the, the truth is that we're all so overwhelmed by this that there is no way out. One of the problems is when we're in depression, we tend to blame ourselves for the problems that we're facing. That, that's one of the normal impacts and reactions to difficulty. What have I done? What, in Christian terms, in religious people, it often comes up, God, what have I done to deserve this from you? And basically, in the psalm, God is saying, there's nothing that's ever happened to you as a result of your own fault or as a result of others that I'm not able to forgive and release you from any sense of guilt or shame or powerlessness that's come as a result of that. God doesn't want to live under, us to live under condemnation. He wants us to live under the assurance that he can forgive us and therefore release us from every type of wrong that's ever happened in human society or our personal lives. With you there's forgiveness, and verse 7, with you there is unfailing love. This is the God who loves us and who longs to be with us and is with us all the time. And uh, many of us are longing to have that social contact with our friends and family that we've been denied for so long. And it's hard work without that contact. But you know, there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. He is with us. He's with you right now, today. Um, some of you know that our little four-year-old granddaughter lives in the house next door to us, and she um, popped over all the time through the gap in the fence. And on Friday, she turned up at my door saying something like this, Nana, you are going to be sad. And I said, oh, really, darling? And she said, you are going to be sad. You will miss me because we're going away tomorrow for a day with our friends. A big red-letter day for them. So uh, John heard this little, uh, this sweet little um, conversation and said, well, what is Nana going to do if you're not there? And she looked at me and she said, Nana will just sit on her sofa and read her Bible. <laughs> and I thought, well, she obviously realizes that she might be going, but the Lord is still going to be there. <laughs> With the Lord, there is unfailing love. 
we just need to activate that and realize it for ourselves. Our children maybe realize it. So with the Lord, there's forgiveness, there is unfailing love, and in verse 8, there is full redemption. I spoke earlier about people wanting the complete solution, the final, ultimate release from all the difficulties. And we believe that that has come to us in our Lord Jesus Christ. All the waiting of previous generations is actually fulfilled in the coming of Jesus. And now our waiting is for his return. But it is all in him. And of course, that's what we'll celebrate in a moment in communion together, that we do this until he returns. And his first coming is a sign to us in sure and certain terms that in him there is the full redemption and it will all culminate and be consummated, as it were, for us when he returns for the second time. You know, some cynics about the Christian life tend to say that, you know, is it, Christianity all about pie in the sky when you die. And you may have heard the little phrase that some people use in contrast to that, saying, no, it's, it's actually more about steak on the plate while you wait. The truth is, it's both. That's the wonder of it. It's in the here and now, steak on the plate while you wait, and in the future, it is pie in the sky when you die. God's provision is full redemption for all in Christ. And so there's wonderful three things about the Lord himself are the things that give us complete confidence to keep on, even in difficulty, crying out to him. Because we know there is forgiveness, we know there is unfailing we love, and we know in him, and in him alone, there is full mm. redemption. The profound thing is it's not something, it's someone. Mm. So as we finish... Why don't we just pray together? And where you are, maybe you can pray out loud, in which case we will lead you in saying some things that you might want to just pray out loud as well in the gaps that we leave. So we thank you, Lord God, that you are with us in the depths. Thank you, Lord, that you see me exactly where I am and you love me. Yeah. Thank you that you're with me in the waiting and the longing and the hoping. Thank you that you hear my prayer. And Lord, these are the things that I'm praying for and longing for right now. forgiveness for me your love is unfailing 
and you have full redemption for me and for those I love and for those who are far off. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for the confidence that comes with your Holy Spirit. And I receive his filling in my life again today. For Jesus' sake, that your glory would be seen in my life, even if I'm in the depths. Amen. Amen. Amen.